boy, it's another week of stuff that has happened in our lives and around in Nottingham as well. I don't know why I sung that bit. I felt a bit musical for some reason. I think it was because we were talking about converting something to MIDI and then back again. We should do that for an entire episode. It would just be... Have you? I don't know if you've seen this. It's quite a thing on TikTok where people uh, play music to animals making noises and stuff. There's some really good ones. Yeah, there's a particular one. Uh, there's this this French bulldog that go, it sort of screams at people, and someone's put like an orchestra behind it. It's, it's, it's like Adele doing uh, doing a Bond theme, but a dog just going. Nottingham has done it again. Nottingham set on fire inexplicably the other week. Oops, did a fire. I think it was a warehouse or something. It's not news. I don't know anything about it. I just thought I'd mm. mention it, you know. Local news typically is, oh, someone's got murdered. Great. A horrible man or woman have escaped from prison. How shit are your prisons if this fucking Jeb has managed to escape? <laughs> Jesus. As yep. of Monday, I believe, you can go inside pubs. Do you remember what that was like? I don't. I think... What do you do? Do you run at the bar and scream with a tenor in your hand and then they just like throw a full pint of beer into your face? Is that how it works? I, really I think know. you're meant to do a combat roll and then do an overarm bowl of whatever drink you have at the person nearest to you. And then somehow you get plus 10 XP when you do that. If you're wearing a shirt that says, uh, <laughs> I'm about to level up and you look like the right amount of XP. So you won't have a shirt that says tits on it then. This is from a guy called Cribble. He does animations and things and now he's branched out into doing merchandise because that's the smart thing that's where the money is merchandise watch this space for all of adventure horse corn t-shirts by the way you know i'll just use the like local t-shirt printing press place to, which will get increasingly baffled by all this fucking bullshit that comes through are you back on your bullshit yes you are so we're on episode number seven now lucky number seven for some or unlucky for some other people yeah on average how lucky is the number seven or well, seven maybe right <laughs> Right, whilst we're flipping everyone, shall we <laughs> Shall we start now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with the generic beat thunder. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with horrendous sample generic beat. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with the generic beat thunder. Some sort of horrendous sample based monstrosity with the generic beat thunder. Welcome back to Always an Adventure Podcast, a show of glacially increasing popularity. I'm Sam. And I'm Alex. Something about cheesecakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had a cheesecake. We had one Easter bank holiday weekend because my fiance made one and it was chef's kiss. Yeah. What about that um, 9,000 calorie per slice one or whatever it was that you, you made a couple of years back? I'm not quite sure. Personally, I've not made a cheesecake since university where my housemate and I made one. And it was so incredibly dense. It was just like, <laughs> it was more like a, a fucking mousse than a cheesecake. Like was... We're adding more cheese to our cheese so we get more cheese per cheese. And it's just, just collapsing in on itself like a singularity. It was really tasty, but it was just, it was not the texture of cheesecake. It was sweet. I could feel my arteries hardening as I was eating it. <laughs> like I've never craved cheesecake. What kind of cake I... is your jam then? Cake is fine, but it's not like my go-to drug. I'd say generally sponges are good, a good start. A Madeira cake as well, that's pretty good. I know you're a bread fan. Gonna eat a whole loaf of bread to yourself whilst people watch in horror. <laughs> a whole focaccia. <sighs> a whole bloomer from Aldi and, and certain other people are like, you eating bread again? You just maintain constant eye contact as you're just picking globs of it out of the centre. <laughs> just, just clawing away at its, its, its juicy innards. Oh, bloody hell. Good effort. 
our first question comes from someone who actually did put a little bit of effort in, and that was Meat Daddy. He asks, Gary Oldman versus Gary Newman. Remembering that Gary Oldman is actually two weeks younger than Gary Newman. So it's Gary Oldman Newman, and it's Gary Newman Oldman. That's going to complicate things, isn't Way it? Way too many surnames. <laughs> I'm going to side with Oldman here. He's played more characters that could probably fuck up Gary Newman. For once, we are not opposed on these points. We see eye to eye in this gene punch game. Punch you right in the jeans. <laughs> I'm actually wearing jeans. <laughs> I'm not. Are you wearing your podcast shorts? I'm wearing a pair of shorts. They're not necessarily my podcast ones. All shorts are podcast shorts. You've got to keep the groin breezy. Yeah, it needs, needs a good airing after all that sluicing. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know enough about Gary Newman to choose him. All I knew is that he sang that song Cars and then he went through a really edgy goth patch in the early 2000s and he's kind mm. of never actually emerged from that. Whereas Gary Oldman, you're right, like what immediately comes to mind is his character mm. in Leon. Bring me everyone. What do you mean everyone? Everyone! Uh, or um, that and also his character from The Fifth Element. He's a dick in that, but he's not he relies on the strength of of his lackeys and other yeah. people being stupid. hired goons yeah hired goons or even actually him as commissioner gordon because he's just fucking badass in that he faked his own fucking death just to fuck the joker up <laughs> jokes on you laughing boy yeah also with this question meet daddy mm. said gary oldman versus gary newman but never said it was in a fight it's a battle of wits the top trumps of the garys now, this Gary is heavier, so I win this round. It depends at which point in their career slash life, because, you know, people fluctuate in weight, especially actors who completely transform their appearance, such as when he did Hannibal, where he's that really fucked up guy who's you know, cut all the skin off his own face and just looks like a some kind of really sad looking flesh colored turtle he's so got so much makeup on and he wanted his name left off the credits i think just so people didn't know because it's kind of like what is this fucked up creature of special effects we both agree gary newman no no the other one the, new, the, the, the newer, newer old man old not the old new man along those lines um what's your favorite perhaps uncredited or just general sort of cameo of someone in something for some reason, it's not a good cameo, but the only one I can think of is Ozzy Osbourne in Little Nicky, where he just turns up and bites the bat's head off and then just goes away again. <laughs> like, that's where my mind went. I've got quite a few that I, I enjoy from TV series. I like that both Stephen King and Iggy Pop are in Star Trek. Clearly, the whole Oldman Newman conversation got Alex all switched around and unable to tell his kings from his Hawkings. Just know that, for this bit at least, he means the latter, despite constantly saying the former. Anyway, back to the episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Stephen King, just like, hi, I'm Stephen King. I'm in, I think he's in TNG for some reason. He's just like, hey, I'm on the Enterprise. Hi, how you doing? Turns out he wasn't even thinking of Star Trek at this point. Good grief. And uh, Iggy Pop plays a Vorta in DS9. and just like, what? <laughs> Why are you here? And it's clearly him with the ears. Did he also have his shirt off? No, this time because aliens tend to be just humans with funny ears. He had like generic Vorta clothes. Well, it's like um, the Kajira drummer. He's in on the joke now where he's always shirtless when he's drumming. <laughs> he appeared in some TV spot or something like that. And he's like, I wanted to take my shirt off, but they were having none of it or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, Mario, you card. Keith Richards being Jack Sparrow's dad. And then his, I think his uncle or something in a later one is played by Paul McCartney. Oh, for fuck's sake. Rob Halford from Judas Priest is the pawn shop owner in a film called Spun. I don't know if you've seen it. It's about speed, pretty much. You know, mm. my favourite drug. Yum. <laughs> Should we 
swipe across to the next uh, portion of the show. Facebook swipey McDoodads. The first one, I'm not going to say anything. I just want you to see this travesty of spelling. What the fuck? <laughs> the spelling of the word accessories. Is that what that word is supposed to be? <laughs> yes, fish tank and accessories. It is f- fish tank and ass-e-rays. <laughs> A-S-S-E-R-I-E-Y-S. That's not how anyone spells accessories. This person clearly decided that's that's good enough. It's just like they, you know, when you start typing on autocorrect <laughs> and it just doesn't know what you're saying, you're like, that'll fucking do. <laughs> it's like, what, what, what even is life? Fuck, whatever this is. Good condition, but I don't know if it's just the photographs, but geez, that's a very well-lived-in looking fish tank, isn't it? Did they even clean it? It could be like finger jam on the camera as well. But they've used the flash against glass, or I think. Or is that just a back? I can't tell. It's Oh, God, it's like that picture where you can't <laughs> tell what anything is. <laughs> the more you look, the less you know. It's such a scary picture. I don't understand. It's like AI went wrong. <laughs> yeah, it does, it does look a bit like AI has drawn a picture and it's a nonsense nightmare. I like that this is from the admin that care group as well. Anyway, good. I'm glad it's in good condition as well, even though it doesn't look like it. Yeah. So next one. Has anyone got any turf plus? Need help to two rolls, plus. <laughs> you need to roll, as in you need to roll along. I need to about to rolls. <laughs> yeah, I need about to rolls. <laughs> Pause. No, he needs, comma, about to roll. So he's going to roll if he doesn't get turf. He needs to. Hop, plus, plus, hop. <laughs> he doesn't want to roll on just muddy ground. He wants to roll on the turf. He needs to roll. I need to roll. That's not a euphemism, although it could be, you know. Uh, Whatever you get up to in your back garden is your own business, but just watch out for drones. And piles of soil, maybe. You'll need something more than your hands to take it away. Anyone have a window lying around? Shattered or just otherwise? Can collect ASAP. Just a window. I just need a window. Give me a window. Have you got your... Give me your windows. What size? What shape? Still attached to the house, like, I need your windows. Is it like a window on windows? Is it just like, here, have this, just chuck it across, give it to me on Dropbox. To the window, to the window, to the sweat drips off my window. If you've been using Deadfast, you won't have any windows. All all them orifices will be cleaned of any glass or obstructions to deliveries. Adds additional tumbling for extra penetration. Okay. (laughs) On that note. On that note, that is a perfect segue... (laughs) It is. It is into my local news for local people this week. Local news for local people. This is an article from Left Line magazine. Okay. On May the 4th, penned by the convincingly named Bridildo Squirts. <laughs> Sorry, say that again because I was pre-laughing this. Bridildo Squirts. <laughs> now, I think that's a pun on their name because of the article. Oh, come on. Tentacle Toys, the Knots-based sex toy specialists offering something different. Before I forget, you're aware of a, a soda drink maker, whatever you call them, is called Tentacle Grape. That sounds disturbing. <laughs> I don't want that in my drink. <laughs> Do not want. It's very Legend of the Overfiend. On that vein. On that appendage. Dildos, never as good as the real thing, are they? I've had my fair share of Netflix and chill sessions with the umpteen sex toys of my drawers and yes, I'm ever grateful for their vibrational qualities, but I've always thought they've fallen short in the penetration game. The main issue being that they're too damn hard. Nobody wants to feel like they're shagging a broomstick. (laughs) Right, this is not my opinion. This is Bradildo Squirts' opinion. I'd just like to add, I don't own any dildos or use broomsticks or anything like that. So I, I, I can confirm I've never been fucked by a broomstick. 
Not to my knowledge, not while I was conscious and of sound mind. Please, Bradildo, I'm full. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm full of your Bradildos. Anyway, <clears throat> there's not much new or out there going on with the big pleasure-focused brands. Wand? Too easy. Cockering? Neither use nor ornament. French-made outfit? Give me a break. Imagine the intrigue I came across. Tentacle. The sex toy brand that provides customizable silicone dildos for the budding <laughs> frigger. Not only do they cater to the hungry for dick layman's among us. <laughs> Horny on main. But they specialize in fantastical monster inspired pieces. Their signature being an octopus tentacle named Tenton. I had to know for why. So I dialed in the brains behind the business. Jane Hyman. <laughs> like I looked on their website and it says her name is Fran. But I don't know if Jane Hyman's like a pseudonym for this. I don't know. Anyway. N nom de plume. Jane Hyman for a recently out of lockdown pint in Carrington Pub Garden. So this is a, lo a local business for local people's needs. Jane said she would pack me up a couple of samples. Buzzing. Were the samples buzzing? I thought they were just silicone based. Full of bees. That's how you get the vibrational qualities is all them bees. Jane's background is in making props and special effects, mainly gory prosthetics for film and theater. Those hearts are pretty good. Wow, yeah. So she's pretty fucking good at making gory special effects and whatnot. Following a drunken conversation with a friend, making sex toys was always on the agenda for the silicone specialist. But it wasn't until lockdown that she found the time and space to start her own small business. Plus, the world got freaky in quarantine. <laughs> the Guardian reported a spike in sex toy sales during 2020, with several companies claiming an increase of up to 40% following the moment the world decided to shit its pants. And Jane says, I thought it was just as good a time as any to take the leap. As a freelancer, I was working 16 to 20 hours a day and starting to burn out. Lockdown really put things into perspective for me mm -hmm. in the creative industries. Everyone's a bit of a martyr, but life is too short. I thought that if I design a small business, I can control my working week and have a comfortable life. I've never slept so well as I have in the past year. Yeah, I know all about that. We're not about making special effects, just doing creative stuff in all of your waking hours because you yeah. like doing it. And then you're like, oh, sleep. Yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I've got a blink now, haven't <laughs> I? Jane already had a 3D printer, so she set it up in the spare room of her apartment and decided to take the plunge into learning how to use it. I remember feeling a little threatened by it at first, as someone who makes something with their hands, but there's still a lot of creativity in the process. You can't just plug and play. You need a certain level of skill with it. Using my background, I'm relating a lot of the software and technology to sculpting tools. It could be quicker, but it's not holding your hand and doing it for you, so it needs someone to guide it. So she's actually learned a new skill yeah. during lockdown, which is what some people always say, you've got to learn some kind of new thing to do, otherwise you've yeah. wasted your life. I don't remember who said that, mm. that's bullshit. But... We're not here for anything apart from to exist so every, everything you do is not a waste of time peering into the box and squidging the tentacle suction pads of my candy red and interference gold tenton i asked jane about her early prototypes prototypes propo proto pro propane and propane accessories precisely and she raises a moral question i had never considered a lot of sex toy companies out there have got dildos which are quite anatomically correct. The best kind of correct? As an animal penis. I did not know that. Okay. It borders on the line of bestiality. Some people are into that. Some people think it's representative of something too close to the bone. It's a grey area. Too close <laughs> to an animal's bone. <laughs> on the one hand, you're satisfying your kink in a safe way. On the other hand, you might be escalating it. It depends on the individual. Some people might be able to disconnect. Some might treat it as level one and ask, where do I go from here? 
I experimented with canine, it says in square brackets, but I realised I didn't want to go down that route. I wanted to be fantastical, monstrous, something that doesn't exist and comes in bright colours. It's appealing and good cartoonish, fun looking. Tentacle mm. toys are made from medical grade body safe silicone, all completely customisable in terms of their colour and texture. Jane made my cock-shaped mini woodsman with a medium firmness and my mini tentum with a soft silicone because it's a bit girthier. <laughs> and if you go onto the Tentacle Toys website, you'll see like the full range of them. Yeah. I yeah, don't know if I can include them in this video because they're all very phallic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're Some of them literally get. just look like giant dicks. I must admit, when I first unearthed the whole concept of banging an octopus's arm, there was a badge jerk reaction of WTF going on. <laughs> but apparently, the tentacle erotica has appeared in Japanese artwork since the early 1800s and has found yep. its way into contemporary hentai, anime, and manga. Like woodblock paintings of, I think there's one called The Fisherman's Wife or something. Yeah. If you can find that, that's, that's art and it's a woman getting eaten out by a squid or something like that. Art is not only hard, but it gets some people hard as well mm. so yeah some people like that that beak on vag action obscenity prohibition laws in japan made exposed genitalia illegal and further reading shows tentacle porn industry leaders like toshio madia say much of their work is a way of getting around that policy which is there you go you know where tentacle porn comes from now it's an educational podcast it's like the nose bleeding thing it's a, <laughs> yeah. a stand-in for people you know like in their pants it doesn't have to be part of your kink or something you're interested in sexually says jane it's just a different form a different shape just because there are extra suckers on the front that adds something extra to it plus there are loads of different juicy colors it's catching on more with people who don't necessarily have the kink but are up for experimenting with different forms the number one selling fantasy toy is the tentacle it's a unique product i guess because no one else is, well very few people are making such devices with that in mind Jane says most of the sales are coming from America where tentacle sex toys are much more popular and she can see it starting to catch on in the UK as well. As well as fetishists, there's a whole online community of dildo collectors out there forming her customer base. So you can imagine like a YouTuber with retro gaming, they have like a big old wall of stuff. Just imagine like just a wall of toys instead. Look at my wall of dicks. <laughs> One unexpected plush is found from the toys is the benefits to the queer community. I think a lot of the reason the fantasy sex toy companies are becoming popular is that penetration has always been assured to be heterosexual, penis in vagina. When you introduce an object that could be anything, it takes away that ownership. I find it quite validating to make toys that appeal to people when penises aren't their kink. People who've always wanted to grind on an octopus dildo. I first designed them because I was interested in monsters. Now it's become something else. Monsters are asexual. They're a blank slate. I've not gendered any of the toys apart from the woodsman. I don't want to gender them. I don't want to force a fantasy onto the toy. So yeah, I could see what she means there. Like you could invite your parents round and they just think it's some weird ornament. What are all these lovely colourful things in your dishwasher? Why are they in your dishwasher? <laughs> don't worry, they're medical silicone. Silicone can typically handle about up to about 250 degrees centigrade. So you can put them in the oven. So I'm assuming Miss... <laughs> Ms. Ms. They... Squirts says... <laughs> no one's surname is Squirts. So she says, or they say... When I got the toys home, I didn't wait around. I won't go into too much detail, but the woodsman blew me away. It's so realistic. I still have some work to do with the Tenton. It's a beautiful, fantastical object with an interesting texture. One that I strongly feel has a place in my asshole more so than anywhere else. <laughs> but out of fear of getting a bit hot under the collar on my next trip to Birmingham Aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> For now, I'm admiring it intermittently. Pulling it out the drawer like Peep Show's Mark Corrigan peering over Kenneth, pushing it back in. <laughs> 
one day, you tease. It's opened a door for sure, and Jane is keen to further get the word out to the city and beyond. Maybe it's opened her back door. I'll be interested to see Nottingham's reaction to this, however. I think my mum is still coming to terms with it all. Woof! That's a not safe for work topic. It's not a conversation you have with your parents unless you want to make it super awkward. Well, it depends on what your parents are like. If your parents actually invite, invite, I meant invent. <laughs> if they invite sex toys over on a regular basis. And just so like, hey. Sam, what are you sticking in yourself these days? <clears throat> I prefer the humble carrot with a condom over the top of it because then you can eat the carrot afterwards. And if, if you get particularly excited, you might snap it in, in the throes of pleasure so how are you going to fucking segue into this next question from that oh, well um if we're, we're looking at the the natural qualities of things that people stick in themselves look like it kind of does beg the question the question in this case was asked by he who watches and he asks why do people have no respect for nature well i think in that article i just read people have a tremendous amount of respect for nature and sea life in general but to go back to the point I believe this goes back thousands of years where a goose once cock-blocked some caveman and they never forgave it. This knock-on effect is a total lack of respect for all nature. We need to break this cycle, people. That's what I'm saying. Like, respect... Murder all the geese. Finally no. avenged. No, no, no. Respect the geese. Don't murder the geese. That's the problem. You need to respect the goose once more and by extension nature. And also stop treating women like machines where you feed nice guy coins in and hope sex falls out, you know. What a, what a, um, a, a particularly outrageous thing to say there. Treat other people with respect and by extension also nature. Yeah, there, there, I think there's a little bit of that. This is all for us so we can do whatever we like with it. That kind of mentality and the, oh, it'll be someone else's problem if we fuck up the environment. It just keeps paying forward to the point that we are seeing climate change and we are seeing thousands of species disappear in front of us and... I hope that the crabs one day rise out of the sea and take over. Well, yeah, if if not, everything will just turn into crabs because seemingly the crab design is, is the most optimal design in nature because it's happened multiple times. Everything eventually becomes a crab. I can't wait to become a crab. I like a carapace. Just one massive claw. Big claw, little claw. And run sideways. This this is my weekday claw. This is my weekend claw. This one lets me slip a tentacle inside my flap. I, can't, I don't <laughs> know what the what a, what a crab has. Is it called a, a clavicle or something? I don't know if that's the right word. But Isn't that a bone? I don't know. <laughs> we all know I know fuck all about nature. Like, I thought snakes didn't have bones. All right, so... It's, <laughs> It's just a big, big meaty tube that just wiggles around. Sausage is pretty lively. <laughs> Honk. Talking about geese. Geese are fun. I got chased around by a goose when I was four, and uh, I've, I've not really trusted geese since. But I'm coming to terms with it because I'm bigger than geese now, but then the goose was the same height as me, so that was kind of terrifying. It's very ill-tempered. Mm -hmm. Geese are like that. It's just they don't take shit from anyone. Yeah, that was in the pub garden of the local boozer, and I was scared to go into that pub garden for years afterwards and then the pub shut down not because of the goose i don't think but the goose took over there was a children's play park sort of like adventure thing and it would just mm. hang around there and wait for kids to come down the slide and what chase after them 
It's, it was the goose that inspired Untitled Goose Game. It was, it was born and chose violence. We agreed. What did we agree? <laughs> like that everything becomes a crab, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it'll be fine in the end because everything's going to be a crab. So, would you like to delight your ear holes with some noises? I would like to veer away from talking about traumatic geese experiences. You need to rugby pass a, a, a crab at the goose and see what happens. Laces out or whatever the term is. The the flap bit on the bottom of the of the crab violently flapping. <laughs> flaps out <coughs> so uh, prepare yourself oh prepare your sphincters your orifices for these noises i'm sorry i was too busy laughing can you play that again no this it sounds like a song that is has been segued into or is part of a live track or something playing the, the those two what sound like two notes basically around my head it just sounds like somebody dropping a bowl on a kitchen floor it doesn't smash but it was full of tiny little ball bearings and they just kind of went out onto the floor so i don't think it is whatever band that was <laughs> no i don't i don't know I, that was that was not oh dear all right next moving on do I actually know these, or have you just pulled you them should. out? You <laughs> should. It's not just a random band. You do know this band. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, no. My ears, they fail me today. They're full of fucking tentacles, squid tentacles or something. Slotting a tentacle right in your ear holes. Yeah, I had to, I had to stop myself humming this song, because it got in my head, because when I did these, I was like... Oh, yeah, now I've got this in my brain this morning. Good. You will potentially kick yourself when you uh, find out. I probably will. I've not put my brain in the right mode for this segment at all. <laughs> like... da, 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 da. No, I don't know. Sorry. Here's the next one. Oh, I sort of recognise that. Uh, again? 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 Oh, man. Well, this isn't very entertaining, is it? Like, we, we're just <laughs> failing at everything. Oh, jeez. You lose. <laughs> Are you able to give me some kind of clue? Maybe not the band name or anything like that. Nothing that obtuse, but like, throw me a freaking bone here. Like. Many, many moons ago, I bought one of the, the, this band's albums from HMV. You were there. And you were there. Oh, Trail of Dead. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that song is, though. I know what uh, what sort of uh, alignment we're on now. So, okay, thank you. But sorry, I don't know that one. <laughs> Moving on, then. <laughs> Naked Sun. Yes. <laughs> See, I know now. See, now I know the band. I'm all right. Yep, okay. Right, so one. Yay. Yeah, you got one. So number five of six. <laughs> now i'm inclined to say that this is something off of their one of their earlier albums which were a little bit noisier the bands that i like that i only really listen to two albums regularly of so i'm fucking <laughs> clueless when it comes to pretty much their entire rest of dissol- yeah. discography <laughs> i tried to avoid going here let's play stuff of their new album because i uh, own a copy of it but i haven't listened to it uh, i've not heard anything past tower of the dead I think one of these is off an album later than that. So uh, for God's sake, no wonder I wouldn't get it. I'm guessing it is off of an earlier album mm. because of the production sound of it. But don't ask me the title, mate. Sorry, I just know it's Trail of Dead. Final one, then. Yeah! Fuck you, man. <laughs> uh, worlds Apart. Yeah! Hey, fuck you, man. 
So yes, yeah, so you've got Worlds Apart and you've got Naked Sun. The first one, Age Dolls. <laughs> Which is that on live. That's actually the the album recording of it. Bloody hell! <laughs> it's not the live version, which is on the album that's got like Worlds Apart on it. The album that's called Worlds Apart. <laughs> yeah. It's the title track of that album. Very, yeah. All right. So the next one I chose because the name's stupid, but Gold Hard Mountaintop Queen Directory. Oh yes. <laughs> do know that one as well so i should have got it fuck this next one is inland sea which i think is off an album you've never listened to <laughs> and the final one which is like what the fuck is this is eric to scale madness so tuneful that's literally how it is on the album that's how it starts i got half a point more than i did last time i'm slowly improving that wasn't very devious except for that one off of an album i've never heard of but you weren't <laughs> to know that i was thinking uh, i don't want to sort of concentrate just on like one album which i know you've definitely heard because it's too easy it'd be like yeah. the devin townsend one all over again yeah where i got most of them i think apart from the two fucking ones that were the same hyperdrive and hyperdrive <laughs> yeah i've got some ideas for the next lot which are going to be hopefully fun non-fungible would one of our episodes be classes an nft if anyone wants to buy it we can certainly make some of our original chef's kiss content for sale via some sort of non-fungible token like thing i think that's a whole rabbit hole that we should avoid to be honest well you did a good job of looking like a collapsed flan i did yeah incidentally that was what our cheesecake looked like dense. shall we move on to my incredibly dense story it's not actually that dense but it's quite wordy i suppose sit back and relax listeners while sam prattles on about his story just doing a shit. This one takes place on the weekend commencing the 15th of August last year, which I believe was the last time I saw you in real life. Yeah, in that short time we can actually see people. Yeah. Are you ready? Seeing as Bloodstock 2020 was a no-go, I decided to book some more time off in mid-August to visit Kent with promises of barbecue and wholesome family time. They'd initially invited my fiance, but she just started a new job, so she couldn't get time off, unfortunately. My youngest brother offered to put me up in his new place, a house share with some mates from college days, and Alex has already guessed where this is going. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, you're really doing this. It's time. Thinking, which 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 bit of that summary are you going to do? It's like, oh, that this, when you came down here. Oh, okay. I decided to save a bit of cash and take a, the coach down. Plus, it seemed a bit safer, all things considered, than stuffing myself into a much longer metal tube of disease a short tube running on rubber rather than a long tube running on steel despite its reputation the megabus coach had very reasonable social distancing measures with no one seated anywhere near me the entire journey wearing a mask for five hours wasn't so comfortable especially as i was trying to grow just like i'm trying to grow a beard now it was it was very scratchy you collect moisture in your face fur mm -hmm. if you wear a mask for a long time or at least i do 
After a quick change of Victoria, I was soon in Canterbury, where my youngest brother came to pick me up. We are excitedly chatted en route to his, eager to catch up on over a year's worth of pent-up waffle. Yeah, Jesus, I hadn't seen him since, like, his birthday, like, the previous year, so it was like a year mm. and a half almost. Once at his, I was introduced to everyone, most of whom I'd met years ago because they were his friends from, like, school and college and stuff. Plus, a new addition to their family, a fluffy ginger kitten. Aww. My parents came over to say hi and confirm the barbecue times for Saturday, but my mum quickly became distracted by the cat, because of course she did. Course. Why wouldn't you? It's cat. After they left, my brother ordered some vegan junk food from one of his favourite dark kitchens, which I forget the name, but they're dirty fries. Damn, damn, damn! They were good. Put them in my body. They had like sriracha on it and loads of cheese and bacon and oh. I procured some cheap booze from the local corner shop. I think they were like pint cans of Carlsberg or something. Like, yep. <laughs> Deep yep. taste. We're getting lit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst we awaited for our meal, his housemates seemed to take forever in cooking a rather rudimentary burger and salad. They, they're like for an hour or something. I don't know if they were making it from scratch. Crazy. Anyway, they were slaughtering the, the the animal themselves. It smelled disgusting. Anyway, they're listening to this, the same one weird folk shanty over and over whilst doing so. I can't remember He's the lyrics, fine. but it was just like we drink, we drink, we drink, 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 something, and it just went over and over and over and over like this. It was like this sounds like i'm in lord of the rings but hell also if i heard it again i'd no doubt be thrust into some kind of non flashback <laughs> Somehow the beginning of the song one starts yes. playing as well. After they retreated to their respective fart caves, it was just my brother and I alone to chat shit at last. And chat shit was exactly what we did for hours and hours on end whilst listening to random playlists from my phone. And I really do mean random. They went from ambient to grindcore via some fucking weird electro. He told me all about his new girlfriend whom was planning to visit from America for a few months. I could tell by the way he was talking about her that he was absolutely head over heels, I think. And he still is. So after a lot of waffle, we eventually turned in rather drunk at about 1am. Though I found it way too hot to sleep, my stomach was giving me a load of jip, making it even less comfortable in the otherwise quite well-made and cosy bedroom. After several hours of broken sleep, it started to get light. So I got up and went to have a shower that it may cool me off and blast away any impending hangover. I was fully awake by the time I was done. So I went to pester my brother who was still unconscious. His groggy demeanour suggested a rather unpleasant hangover was on the cards. So I sat with him a bit whilst he recalibrated his scrambled brains. Oh, I couldn't even say the word scrambled then. Scrubble scrambled. We headed to the living room and after a quick bite to eat, watched some TV. During this time, he introduced me to Unus Arnus. Rest in peace. If you don't know what Unus Arnus is, it's too late. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did show me some of that. They're doing the... A show every day for a year. Yeah, and then delete their channel entirely and all of everything, all their sock meds and everything. They're just gone. Wow, gone. If you're Markiplier, you can afford to do that. Whilst watching our umpteenth Unasana's video, it began pissing it down outside, much to our chagrin. I assume this meant the barbecue was cancelled, but a quick call from my parents revealed a backup plan cook it all in the oven instead it seemed like a feeble concession though i didn't really mind because it, as long as i get to spend time with my family that's all that mattered to me whilst i was looking outside just like enjoying the rain i could hear like a distressed sounding female voice like yelling away somewhere i assumed it was somewhere down the garden so whatever uh, so I just went back to listening to the rain my brother had some errands to run so i headed to yours as the non-barbecue wasn't scheduled until 6 p.m i spent most of this time introducing you to 
Unis Arnis and watching mm. Oscar do his zoomies and the yelling and all the stuff that he likes doing because he's a cat. Yep. So just as we were about to head off, the sun peeked out from behind the clouds, but then it turned to shit again as soon as we got into Canterbury. That's typical British summer for you. We stopped off for supplies, buying all manner of beige, though apparently this wasn't necessary because my parents had gone above and beyond and bought loads of meats, non-meat for everybody to enjoy. Feeling a bit useless because there was nothing for me to cook, I offered to make a salad. And I must say it was a pretty banging salad. I think my mum was quite shocked because I used to just eat crap when I was living with them. Like, you can cook. You can, you can cook a salad. Yeah, I cooked that salad. Three... <laughs> it didn't. It didn't take you an hour. But you <laughs> cooked it real good. I slow cooked that salad and fell asleep, and I woke up and it became some kind of soup. Some, inexplicably, it was better. Pretty soon, we we're all tucking in on various slabs of meats and non-meats, punctuated with the odd burst of conversation. Don't worry, we're getting to the juicy bit in a second. The bit that, that you know what's coming. <laughs> Once our bellies were full, Dad took centre stage for one of his infamously protracted waffle fests about his various hobbies. Alex, you took a polite interest, but that was like catnip to my dad. Oh, he's listening. He's got ears and they're being used to listen to me. Let me talk about my plane for about an hour. Cue a near uninterrupted 90-minute monologue about his aviation experience and various dramas that occurred therein. They were quite interesting, the bits, you know, the guy with the propeller oh hey i'm just gonna do a really silly thing and almost die i'll come i'll get better though yeah i'll carry on with my hobby even though a, a propeller went in my back and like sliced through all my organs it's fine yeah, yeah i just got a, like, yeah my organs got a little bit too personal with a r- rotating propeller from a plane so that was an interesting story but then he started going on about the minutiae of how plane engines work and all this other stuff and alex was just glazing over but too <laughs> polite to say anything it's someone who decided to put their engines in upside down and then by the time they landed the pl- the engine was fucked it's like <laughs> yeah that's gonna happen you sat fast held hostage by conversation whilst everyone else tied it away pushed their chairs in and stood behind them hoping dad would get the hint spoiler <laughs> he did not get the hint the room was not red at this point (laughs) dad was interrupted by a text message from my brother's housemate asking my brother to call him why he didn't just text my brother directly i have no idea but anyway he went outside to phone him whilst dad resumed with his playing talk like dude just got put on pause it was like just unpausing a dvd wasn't it like once my brother came back in and sat down i could immediately tell something wasn't right though he didn't reveal what until questioned by my dad he went oh that was my housemate he said somewhat nonchalantly. I immediately got a horrible feeling this had something to do with me. You know, call it intuition or something. Something just went in the back of my mind like, oh God, oh God, oh God. He then said, apparently Samuel isn't welcome back tonight due to something that happened in the bathroom. My heart sank. Oh shit. What your eyes, your dad... eyes widened and yeah, your I, I'm actually like... getting palpitations thinking about it as well. So there was a detail I omitted from earlier that day. Dear listeners, you look so uncomfortable. <laughs> what? This, is, this, is, this is close enough memory that I'm just like, oh, God. Whilst in the shower, I decided to have a quick wank, as it usually serves to blow the cobwebs out of an otherwise hungover brain. Plus, the evidence is usually flushed away and no one's any the wiser. This did indeed work, though the cleanup operation wasn't quite as streamlined owing to dehydration and my general hungoverness not paying attention. Only after exiting the shower did I spot an errant glob of jizz on my leg. (laughs) You know, sometimes it gets stuck to your leg hair. It happens, guys. So I remedied it by grabbing some toilet roll, wiping it away and flushing it down the toilet. There we go, done. But as such, I assumed that I'd missed a bit that had gone on the floor or something and someone had discovered it and gone, ugh, what the fuck? How embarrassing. No such luck. 
Evidently, a piece must have got stuck to my hand, which I'd failed to spot whilst reaching for said bog roll, resulting in an unwanted transfer of matter. This went unnoticed by yours truly, but not by my brother's housemate's girlfriend. It all made sense now. The girl's voice I heard earlier was her freaking out about this discovery. It also explained why there was an entire bog roll dumped in the bin when I went to take a shit just before I left. I thought it was a bit of a waste in any case, really. Rather than being mature about it all, she saw it, smelled it to check what it was, freaked out, took photos on her phone as evidence for some mental reason, and then hysterically demanded I be banished from the household forevermore. What the fuck? That is an overreaction by any means. But anyway. You know, people can be funny about bodily fluids. Yeah, I guess this was like, you know, post-lockdown and everyone was like, Ugh. but also thinking about it, toilet roll was, you know, a precious commodity, wasn't it? So they're like, they've ruined the toilet roll. <laughs> Seeing where this was potentially headed, I was more than happy to admit defeat, go round, apologize, get my shit out of there and just leave. It would end the drama once for all. I wasn't interested. However, Dad was having none of it, deciding to phone my brother's housemate and give him a right verbal dressing down for being apparently so unreasonable. I'd like to mention that no one except myself was aware of the exact nature of the bog roll stain at this point, probably assuming it was piss or something far less, mm. you know, offensive. Said housemate was equally coy about it all, not wanting to address it directly, just refer to it as some kind of wet stain on the loo roll and it's rendered it unusable. Dad's rage escalated, and suddenly what began as a minor infraction seemed like the crime of the century, with Dad as some kind of booming defence lawyer. While all this was going on, I noticed that the ground had entirely failed to open up and swallow me whole. Something I would have openly welcomed in that moment, for sure. I think all of us would have been like, yeah, let's just, just cease existing mm -hmm. at this point, it'll be fine, it'll just be fine. Yeah. After what seemed like an eon of Dad going on and on and on about it, during which time my anxiety changed embarrassment levels reached critical mass, you suggested we duck out and figure out the next course of action, much to my relief. You could read the room, but I'm like... Ah, no at, fun. Yeah, at this point, I had actually begun trembling and was on the verge of what felt like a, some kind of breakdown. So your exit strategy was incredibly well-timed. I was just like, I can't fucking deal with this. This is fucking too much. This is horrible. I feel horrible. Dad's... He doesn't know it, but he's making it worse by making it a bigger deal than it should be. Ah. Yeah. Seemingly unnecessary amounts of escalation for what was a, well, you done fucked up. Let's just get your shit out of there and leave. After issuing our goodbyes and re receiving reassuring words from my parents, we headed out to the car. After which time I came clean to both you and my brother. Though finding it initially rather amusing, my brother became somewhat annoyed at his housemate's overreaction to what was clearly a faux pas, not some kind of deliberate act of bog roll desecration. It's not personal <laughs> to them, and it's seemingly there was a bit of a, this is definitely personal, we're going to take this personally. It was, a, it was an accident. You offered to put me up for the remainder of my stay, which was really nice of you, but what... If you weren't able to do that, was I to roam the streets like some kind of shamed hobo, exiled for the crime of being a messy wanker? At that point, you and your brother sped off into the distance and left me behind. I was like, I don't know where he lives. How can I follow you when he just drove off? I guess I go fuck myself then. He found us eventually because I... Yeah, <laughs> I'd already been like, right, fell f go fuck yourselves then. And I was already driving home <laughs> when you phoned me. It's like, where are you? And like... I'll turn around. So I still had to go back to my brothers and collect my things, but mercifully avoided any of his housemates whilst doing so. Sensing I was fed up and feeling awful, you helped me unwind a bit. I think you understood that I wasn't really up for getting drunk or anything, mm. as the whole old dude left me in a bit of an exhausted wreck, to be honest. Every time I thought about it, I was just like, mm. <laughs> fuck my life. When I got back to Nottingham, I regaled this whole debacle 
to my fiance, and she was outraged at their overreaction, agreeing that I should have been made to buy some new loo roll at worst, not banned from ever visiting again. The embarrassment actually has haunted me for a good while afterwards, and I'm only really just over it and comfortable enough to talk about it. It's just the whole thing could have been handled way more tactfully, as ultimately it just made me feel worse off for it. Now, now I've got that hanging over my head and all of their housemates now know what I did, and even if they forgave me and I was allowed to go over it again, it would always be something that I knew that I did. Yeah. But... It certainly has put me off having a quick tug when we're not in my own home. So maybe the takeaway is that it's made me a better person. Not any public spaces or other people's houses. No. Oh, well, you don't really have much opportunity to be in other people's houses. So, Well, if I was, I would not do that. Previous to this story, only you, my brother, my other brother and my fiance knew that story. And now at least 20 people will now know that I jizzed in a shower but not really and it went on some toilet roll and I got banned from someone's house for it what have you done with your life there you go internet well done you now know a secret this episode needed a bit more spice than normal I think so I think I brought the spice you've doubled down because at first it's about someone making tentacle dildos and now it's your escapades at someone's house involved you getting banned from it forever i've been shamed what if that was my kink to jizz on the toilet roll <laughs> it's not by the way that's Ow, just i just i've just idiotically just poked a piece of wood into my finger it's the perils of wood turning i guess i made this bullshit was that from the bit of wood that you brought up the other week it was like look this piece of wood all oh, right no that's in the bin now um there's a different piece of wood i think it started off in a similar fashion as being a couple of squares of wood now it's this i kind of went uh i'll just do thing, do thing, make thing. Is this, thing is this your justifying your clutter? Because that isn't really clutter. That's a creative thing. Oh, I'm going to discount that as clutter. That is beautiful. I'd say, if anything, I, I think to me, the lid looks a bit disproportionately big. Whatever. It's a thick boy. Damn boy, that's a thick ass boy. You'll have a lot of hobbies and abilities. Certain set of skills. I, I'm going to need to go in another room to get some uh, tweezers. Okay, we, we put this on hold. How many times, less than four times, have you thought about crabs today? Is it less than four? A bit in its law, but never zero. After all, crabs are part of our DNA and one day will evolve into our final glorious crustacean form. Supplanting these fleshy meat balloons with a hardy carapace. Steeled for crab battle, armoured for crab shenanigans. You'll be able to mush food via stomach teeth. Grow claws at will to smite your mollusk foe. Appear on the cover of music recordings. Be small, be large. Live in a discarded shell. The choice is yours. If you wish to get ahead at all things crab, we urge you to sign up to the Crustacean Appreciation Board. Crab. If pure unadulterated crab knowledge isn't enough incentive, newcomers will receive a crab bag. Ooh! Which includes oversized crab claw, so you can sample what being a crab is really like. Machine washable. 101 Crab Facts Book, curated by a founder and chief crab, Harold Brachaura. 72. Hand-penned in squid ink. Citation needed. The groundbreaking documentary, How to Run Sideways and Win, which follows a man on his Olympic journey to do 100 meters dash, you guessed it, sideways. Truly inspirational. A cornucopia of crustaceous, crunchy consumables for crab aficionados. You'll also be signed up to a bi-monthly newsletter, keeping you up to date of all things crab. Come join us at Crab. A crustacean appreciation is seriously fun. This is the Crab Way. Those of you who have just joined, Alex has gone to get a splinter out of his hand because apparently wood is just everywhere. It's like cat hair is everywhere. Oh, 
comes back. He returns. I return. There was a speck of wood in the middle of my index finger. The segue is somewhat redundant now. So let's just move on to our next question, shall we? Yes. Glee asks, what would you say your best ability is and how would you hypothetically turn it into a super ability? What's my best ability? Uh, I guess <laughs> belching on command. No, um, well, it's served me pretty well that I'm pretty good at remembering things if I need to, like uh, absorbing knowledge. It hasn't particularly slowed as I've got older yet. How would that be uh, engineered into crime-fighting power? That's a good question. Ah, it really fucking hurts. Splinter Man! He just shoots splinters <laughs> out of your fingers. Pocket Sand! What's that character with a giant head? Called Brainiac or something. Brainulo or something, I can't remember. Brain, Brainulon, yeah. <laughs> sort of stock evil person kind of thing. You're knowledgeable and you've applied that so you're richer than God so you can do whatever you like. You have an inordinate amount of money. So you would, you would be... St. Cloud, basically. Vincent St. Cloud. Yeah, I'd have a hollowed out volcano layer because I can. So you've taken it into you would be a super villain, which is pretty cool. That's a good yeah, I'll be I'll be a Lex Luthor or a Kingpin or a insert. Penguin. Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what he sounds like in that. I think it just sounds like Danny DeVito. Evidently, my special ability is clearly not the ability to have a discreet wank. So that's out the window. Remember, kids, keep it secret, keep it safe. Yeah, just check the toilet roll after you clean up. Can shitting in public and horrifying homeless people be turned into a practical superpower? I suppose if the homeless person is a criminal and they're trying to get away, but then you I'm just... I'm going to dissuade you from crime by having a shit. <laughs> you just like, stop, thief, and just pull your kicks down and just go... You have a special suit that parts on brain thought of I'm going to take a shit and just reveals your ringer so you can just fire them out. And then the, the tentacle plug comes out the back and it just lets forth this... Deluge. Of diarrhea, yes. <laughs> like that scene in uh, The Shining, except it's shit, not blood. Oh, <laughs> Sam's on his bullshit again. <laughs> he sensed danger. He sensed the crime. <laughs> shit! Literally! <laughs> <laughs> That would be the command, you know, like there's Shazam. It's like, shit! You have to say it in a particular way. It's like, oh, just shit yourself. Who would be your sidekick? What kind of thematically appropriate sidekick would you have? Imodium boy! Isn't that your foil, though, that stops you from shitting diarrhea everywhere? Maybe, like... Your, your nemesis would be Imodium man. Ah, oh, no, my sidekick would be... A sriracha bottle? A stack of crumpled Burger King napkins used. <laughs> One careful owner. Just lollops along behind me. <laughs> you just turn to it and it doesn't say anything. And it's just, That's right. And then you continue <laughs> shitting on people. Isn't that right, napkin stack boy? Falls over. The gust of wind blows it over. <laughs> Fucking talking to a pile of used tissues. What would I be called? Like Diarrhea lad. It needs to sound cooler than that, diarrhea lad. <laughs> That's right, honey. Diarrhea. We'll come back to that. We'll put a pin in it. We can't put a pin in diarrhea because it will just sink into it. But... Yeah, you'd just be consumed by this tsunami of shit. <laughs> Failing that, I'm pretty good at not sleeping very well. Insomnia Man stays up all night. Doom scrolls for the good of mankind. You have the ability to impart that lack of sleep in other people so everyone just sort of feels this wave of malaise. I joke about not sleeping very well, but I genuinely couldn't sleep last weekend and I ended up staying up from 2am until 8am editing the podcast that just went out and I did almost all of it in one six-hour session or whatever it was. Always a lot of work on your behalf because of all the editing. and It's like, hey, I did a script edit and then I read it. You've got more hobbies and that's very evident by the amount of clutter that you've got around you. Let's try to justify some of that clutter this week. It's the time that Sam gets me to talk about shit. So much. Um, that's the joke. That's the challenge. <laughs> it's not really clutter. It's just a hammer, really. 
I didn't own it originally. My mum bought it when I was a kid, and now it's mine. Like a not an heirloom, but it's quite old. It's nothing special. It's just a little tacking hammer. Is that the only hammer you own? Or do you? Do I you know, own... I've got I've got various other hammers. Uh, they're all in toolboxes, so it would be loud and. Oh, I thought you had one out last night. I I put that put that one away. That was a banging hammer. That was. It's good for banging. Only if you put a condom over it, and the bottom of it could be used as a flange, so it won't get lost up your bumhole. There's a beautiful noise. Oh my god, so many hammers. I was not expecting that. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex, a man of at least four hammers. Four hammers mills. Yeah. Five hammers, in fact. So yeah, a copper and hide. So you've got two kind of soft sides so you don't wreck up the joint. Thor hammer. This is my own Molnir. Special place in your heart, that one. Then. Okay, not really a hammer. It's a it's a mallet. It's for chiseling. Make sure you get it right up your bum hole. Good old claw hammer. It's got a sort of like a hatchet grip to it. Nice. You get a good swaying on it. Good old tacking hammer thing, little lightweight thing. You, you can't really use it for anything bigger than like a tiny little tacking nail. You put pictures up. There you go. That's yeah. what it's used for. Yeah. Oh, he's got another one. Finally, if, if nothing else will do, I've got a big old club hammer. From Do It All, a company that doesn't exist anymore, I don't think good effort fantastic effort and you can you can always justify a hammer because things need hitting we're only two segments in but that's the most useful piece i'd say um cyril the skull yeah. he's quite useful sitting over there just storing your car wash the, tablets there's something mm. very strange happened to your car the other day didn't it so i was frequenting a local morrison's returning from my shopping trip to say a scene of what's not quite right about my car someone at some point has decided that they're going to take the washer things, not the whole washer unit for the lamps, but just the bit that sticks out when they wash and the little plastic caps. They pulled both of them out the front of my car, which is like, thanks for that. Is that when you noticed it or do you reckon it happened whilst you were in Morrison's? I drive my car like a couple of times a week at most and I don't tend to look at the front of it. I just get in it. Don't do an all-round spot check. Make sure there's no yeah. spiders under the wheel hub. Normally just a quick, are any of the tyres on fire? Is, is someone driven into it again and then get on with it? And I don't typically look at the front. But yeah, someone decided that's what they wanted. They wanted the nozzle bit of the washers, bits that pop out, do the spraying and then retract. Just that bit that retracts. I think they were just looking Thanks. to nick anything. You have the unfortunate stigma of owning a BMW and the association with that, that all BMW drivers are wankers, which is not true. Only most of them. It's not like I have a new one. It's 14 years old. It's like, stop stealing my near-dead cars bits. The person who originally bought it didn't spec anything into it, so there's not a lot of bullshit to break. Speaking of bullshit to break... I <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the eternal question from the Eggman himself. His query is... Egg... He said to us the other day when asking us this question that there are many nuances to egg that we didn't cover in the previous time that we answered it because we focused on Easter eggs. So I think we said Easter eggs are hollow, I think was our conclusion that time. That still remains a fact, but also not all eggs are Easter eggs. Sometimes, a lot of the time, most of the time you'll find, they come from birds. 364 days of the year, they're not Easter eggs. And they come from platypi? Is that how you would say the platypus? Platypus is not the only mammal that lays eggs. I'm going to say it wrong, but I think they're called monotremes. They're mammals that lay eggs, and then them and echidnas do it, I believe. They're not marsupials, but they both live in Australia, I believe. Because, of course, they do. When you're an island the size of a continent, nature finds a way of messing with your preconceived conceptions of what is life. Mammals have eggs. They get fertilised by sperm. So it's like everyone has eggs. Not everyone. I think something's reproduced asexually. Really, I guess the answer to egg is yes. Yes, everybody egg. 
even people that don't eat eggs, such as myself, I like the shape of eggs. I like the word egg. I'm quite a fan, even though I haven't really had that much experience of handling them. Egg experience. Soft, egg experience <laughs> of, of soft, leathery nature of a reptilian egg. We're talking about the, the platypus. It has got all the constituent parts to make a custard. Egg laying, but they also nourish their young through milk. Uh, they're poisonous as well or something. Yeah, the male ones have a venomous barb on one of their legs, I think. God, that was like a year four project, isn't it? Just like, oh, make an animal up. Uh, yeah, it can lay eggs and it makes milk. And also it stings people and it's got a duck bill. But also fur. It kind of likes, it likes living in water. It's a bit like a, I know, like an otter, but for some reason it also lays eggs. It's just mental. Slotted itself into a particular sort of niche, like a vole or an otter, as I said, maybe. In. Speaking of otters, there's a colloquialism for taking a shit, which is giving birth to a dead otter. One of my friends say he said he heard it when he went to Goa, India. People were using that term, as you know, otters are native to Goa and everything. So <laughs> speaking of giving birth to dead otters, should we just shit that out and finish the episode? Until you shit, shit. I'm now going to tell you how to find us. You can find Always an Adventure on YouTube to see us being highly inappropriate as usual. Or Spotify, where you only have to hear our questionable content. If you head over to Twitter, at triple A underscore addicts, I can't speak properly. Help me, Alex! If you head over to Twitter, at AAA Alex and Sam. No, that's not how it's even said. <laughs> you tried to help. I tried <laughs> so hard and we got so far in the end, I really fucked it up. Yeah, triple A. You are really dumb, <laughs> for real. If you head over to Twitter at triple A underscore Alex Sam, you'll be almost certainly regaled with facts about our bowel movements. Whilst you're there, why not tweet us a question to feature on our next episode, which I hope eventually people do because my god i don't like keep saying it every week but just come on you know you li we know that you listen i see the figures i see the figures tens of people that, that listen yeah well thank you again for people that come through as usual this week but um we don't expect anything else we don't want your charity we just want your questions i caved in and made us a facebook group page thing that means i've reactivated my account and I did it for you. Not talking about me, he's talking about you. I'm addressing the audience now. I wasn't allowed to use underscores, so I put triple A W Alex Sam. And W stands for with, obviously. But it just looks like, ow, Alex Sam. <laughs> Facebook, it's already pissing me off, to be honest. I don't know how to use it. It's been like over 18 months since I used it last. It's changed and it's cold and there are wolves outside and I don't understand the world anymore. Oh, yeah. Before we go, don't forget to check out Jane Hyman's various enterprises. She is a special effects person. She's special effects. She's special effects real good. So support your local business and, of course, your own needs as well as far as uh, getting a tentacle shoved up your bum hole yeah. or whatever you want to do. Just, just don't put any leavings on people's toilet roll because they might get a bit funny about it. Yeah, absolutely do not do that. You don't want to end up on the street. Going back to that, imagine, right, if you had a live-in landlord and then they had somehow legal grounds to kick you out because you jizzed on some loo roll. You had to write it down and write, so why did you uh, leave your previous property? I had a wank and someone found out about it. What was it, all over the ceiling? No, a bit of it got on the toilet roll and that was the final straw, apparently. So I couldn't think of anything worse than having to share a house, like share a bathroom with your landlord. It depends how cool your landlord is. You know, what if... You came to live with us temporarily, and I'll technically be your landlord. I'll be fine with it. Assert dominance by just wiping my ass on your walls. My house now. It's got my leavings on it. And, and then I'm, I'm swiftly taken away for the protection of myself and the rest of society. For the protection of yourselves and the rest of our audience, that is really it for now. <laughs> we'll see you next time for some more guff, 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 wank, less wank, more plex. Take care. Take care. Take care. Horrendous sample based monstrosity with the generic being done. Horrendous sample based.
face monstrosity with the generic 